Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 42, where only one of us has hopped up on painkillers. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? You're going to have to guess which one. <laughs> Actually, that even be, might not even be a true statement. Because <clears throat> if you're not talking about me, then um, we're both on painkillers. Oh, yeah, I had a uh, shoulder surgery this week. so they And we're both on painkillers. They gave me some oxy. Did they really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's not that crazy. It's not as great as it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I know, but when they gave me, when I had my soldier done, they only uh, gave me tremetol. Mm, yeah, that stuff this, this doesn't work much. My it doesn't doc- work at all. It doesn't work at all. My doctor is very anti-pain. Did you, uh, when you had your shoulder done, did they give you the nerve block? Yes. Yes. Would, would you, did they, like, were you awake for it? When... You have to be awake for the guy to find the spot to put it in, but then yeah. they put it in, like, I don't know. If he put it in while I was awake, I don't remember it being as traumatic as when I took it out being awake. <laughs> oh, have you was... taken yours out yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine wore off. They, <sighs> they did a straight injection of local anesthetic on the nerves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that little machine that you have to sit in your lap that runs for, like, two days spitting in chemicals? No, I didn't have that. Oh, you didn't have that little box that you took home from the no, the surgery that sat there, and I had a little tube that was well, it's not a little tube. It was probably what is that a foot, eighteen inches? It was long, dude, and I had to pull it out of my back. And my girlfriend was doing it, and she just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. Yeah, he had stuck it way down, and yeah, it was it was yeah, I, yours is worse unbelievably. Than mine. But like for those who don't know, the nerve block the. They use an electrified needle to find the right nerves. Yeah, everything starts twitching. He's like, yeah. ah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, he keeps poking around to make sure that he's kind of like where exactly where he's supposed to be. Yeah. You're like, ah, could you, could you stop? Dude, that really feels like, yeah, weird. You, you know, I was like, okay, nerve block. They're going to inject my neck. Okay, this is weird. But then they're like, yeah, well, we have to tell you there is a risk of stroke and seizure. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> These people are going to kill me before I ever get under the knife. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I lost my mind because I've never gone under surgery. I even called you and asked you. I was so nervous. I was like, dude, yeah. you've done this a few times, right? It's like it's gonna be okay, and you're like, you should be fine, dude. I was, I, mm, I almost had a heart attack in the waiting room. Well, well, not in the waiting room, but that little room where they got you hooked up uh-huh. before he gives you, you know, the sedatives at all. He's like, well, I'm gonna give you some stuff to calm you down. You seem real nervous. Yeah, I I did okay. I the day before, yeah, but like day of, I was just like, all right, just get through it. You've done this before; it'll be fine. Right. But yeah, they 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 um they did give me some incentives for the the nerve block, so I wasn't moving around while they were shooting stuff into my neck, which helped. Uh, Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't like talking about this. <laughs> it brings back bad memories, man. The eighth has the eighth time I've gone under. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I will. The one thing that made me feel better is I asked the anesthesi- the anesthesiologist, anesthesiologist. Yeah. However you say that. I asked him, um, because he could tell I was real nervous. He goes, "Why are you so nervous? Like, what's the reason?" I was like, "You know, because of all the horror stories of people waking up but not being able to move." You know. And he goes, well, that is a thing that happens, but I can explain to you why it happens and why it won't happen to you this time. Like, I can guarantee it. Okay. And I was like, okay, why is that? Why does it happen and why can you guarantee it for me? And he goes, the only reason they do that is they'll give you a 
another chemical on top of the chemical that puts you to sleep that paralyzes you so you can't move so you'll stay extra still during the surgery right mm-hmm. well with my surgery they didn't give me that paralyzing agent and he goes and if you did start to wake up your body would automatically start reacting you start moving and he goes because I've done this before. I would know that you were waking up and I would give you more chemicals, you know? Oh. Because the only time that happens to somebody is when they wake up and they're under the paralyzing agent and they're awake and they can't move to tell the, anybody they're awake. He goes, uh. but if you woke up, you'd have the ability to move and tell us that you were awake. I was like, oh, okay. I felt better. But the nerves are still unreal. Yeah. Unreal. He, he did, you know how they take your blood pressure and your uh-huh. heartbeat before? He's like, you're going to have to calm down or we're not going to be able to do this. And I was <laughs> like, well, you got anything for that? Because I am freaking out you know <laughs> yeah they let my wife back there to hold my hand and stuff that was boring. yeah i didn't have that sadly but here's what it is i guess but yeah uh, out of the sling thankfully already yeah i mean it wasn't as like i oh. said it wasn't as big as yours and and you got oxys yeah. this is not a fair system uh, not a fair system i don't know i mean they how about okay. it can you use it huh how bad is it? Can you use it? I I can't lift it. Not like that. Uh, Got I, a gnarly scar? You want to see mine? <laughs> uh, you can't really Oh, s- yeah. That's pretty nice. Nah. Mine was uh, straight. Mine was scoped. So just the pinholes. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah nice. Like, I no, they flayed, my, flayed me open like a fish. Had to put all those bones back together because I had taken like essentially like a... Uh, like imagine if you took like a broom handle and just snapped it. It would have all the pieces. Mm-hmm. And then it was sitting on top of it like this, so they had to like put all that back together yeah, and then put off. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they uh, like I can, so, I can use it. I it's not very weak, and like I just don't have a lot of range of motion right now. But you know, I can look forward to some of, extra. Huh? Yay! Yay! Look look forward to some movement soon. Yeah, and you know, I I, I start PT this week, and that's going to be so much fun and so painful. Oh. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, it's it. You have moments where you you want to ask them. Um, I'll do what you're asking me, as long as you'll promise me that it isn't gonna break, <laughs> because it feels like it's about to break, and you yeah. want me to go another couple inches, and they're like, no, 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 it's okay, keep going. And yeah, I'm like, definitely. no, I don't think you understand. And like, if you could just, I don't mind the pain, but you just need to explain to me. You just need me to. I need to trust in the fact that you believe that it's okay to move it that far because the pain is at a point where it's like, no, you shouldn't move it any farther. And I don't know. That stuff's hard, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, <clears throat> not looking forward to it, but it is what it is and get through it. You know, it's, it's what you got to do <laughs> with, with the, the surgeries and stuff. So I got through... Um, a few more of the Dresden files. Oh yeah, where are you at? Let's see. What is you've got? Hang on, I'll just go. Over, I'll go to right, right now. What am I listening to? I'm on chapter ten. I'm on chapter nine of the Death Mask. Oh, that's my favorite book. Is it? Yeah, it's. I love the faith-based magic, and this one seems to have a lot of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you meet it. all the uh, the other Knights of the Cross. Right, the katana wielding old man from Japan and the Russian. Yeah. The atheists. The atheists who's right across. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was funny. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, you learn a lot about um, the the mobster and 
Uh, and the Denarians are recurring characters for the entire series. Cool. Like, they are back in the most recent book. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's still writing the books. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's going to do six more. Damn, nice. So he's, he's got three more, and then he said he's going to do, like, an apocalyptic, apocalyptic trilogy to end the series. Wow, okay. Yeah. So Scary. So that'll give him to about book 23 if he hits them all. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's prolific, and he's, you know, because he, he writes other books, too, besides the Dresden Files. Like, he had this series, I think it was just a trilogy called the, the Codex Alera. And it's very, like, high fantasy um, kind of stuff. It will have, like, the reason he wrote it is he was at some kind of writing workshop. And someone bet him he couldn't write a good book on a bad, with a bad idea. He's, you know, starting okay. in, he's like, I'll do you one better. I'll write a book with two bad ideas. Pokemon Mixed with the Lost Legion of Rome. <laughs> it's, okay. It's this like mystical land where people who like can control these furies, which are like element spirits. Or <laughs> it's I'm, I'm only like ten chapters in, but it's it's pretty good. Awesome. But it's completely different, you know, just completely different type of story. And right. apparently, I think he's starting to write a steampunk. Uh, oh, fun book. <clears throat> and his wife, I think, is like leading like erotic literature, like romance novel, kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of stuff. Fifty Shades of Grey, I think, on that level. Except, did you see better. the? Uh, did you see the uh, Pornhub's like stats? No. Uh, on the release day after Shades of Grey. No. Or the you know for the mm. release day for Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you want to go over a few? Sure. Okay, here. Let me give me a second. I'll link the. Uh, <clears throat> Where's this at? It's safe for work, so no big deal. But anyway, I thought some of the more interesting ones. Uh, so just like overall general BDSM searches for women. Let's see. Where does it say? Oh, it really shot up for women. Yeah, it really shoots up for women, but if you go down a little bit... Uh, so if you go over like the terms, so like submission, BDSM, domination, flogging, chains, rope, dominatrix, stuff like that, it's up 55% the day that it came out was a submission, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. being submissive. BDSM was up 42%. Dominate, 40%. Flogging, 33%. And it's really funny, if you get down a little bit further, it breaks it down by female versus male. Increases in BDM searches by gender after the releases of Fifty yes, Shades of Grey. Yes. Submission, women, 219% <laughs> increase. Dominate, 196% increase. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I read that, like, you know, like, uh, sales for this for the gear had skyrocketed, uh, like, uh, with the movie upcoming. and The stories from some of the theaters, they have to be just fake. Just people cleaning up the theater talking. You know, they found handcuffs and sex toys and used condoms. And it's just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, 
I guess it's just an excuse, like a cultural excuse. It basically is. It's just a cultural excuse. It's a phenomenon. I've never read the book. I've never seen the movie. But I heard that uh, somebody said it was so easy that they could write a computer program that could write Fifty Shades of Grey. And so they did. And it's just this computer program that writes stuff that you can't hardly distinguish between (laughs) paragraphs between Fifty Shades of Grey or a computer. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think I'll ever waste my time with with that then. Well, it, I mean, it started as a Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. And for people who I know who have read both books, it's like, yeah, if you were just to change the names out, you couldn't you couldn't <laughs> tell that it wasn't Pretty Shades, or if it wasn't Twilight. Really, Twilight was pretty dirty, huh? Well, it's just Twilight was really, apparently really simple, too. Oh, simple, right. That's the one thing I do not like about the Dresden Files is the sex scenes. They're like totally PG-13, and they go on for way too long. <laughs> they get and better. Like, and I'm like, they're not necessary. They're really not. And you can tell, it, as, as it goes on, he, it becomes a more adult series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's more cursing, more sex. Really? Uh, yeah. I think it's. I think he was trying to still trying to find his niche and... You know, probably understood that, hey, you know what? My audience is probably getting older since I've been writing these books for five or six years. Right. That's cool. You know, in the in the book, they can change... Um, well, so far in the book, only can a few of them, human, mortals, have changed shape. And they changed it in the wolves. But they get to keep, like, all of their humanity, pretty much, while they're right. wolves. If you could change any... Not just a wolf, but any animal, for one day... And you get to keep you. So as smart as you know, just you can't tell the right. difference intelligent wise. You just you in the form of a whatever, what are you gonna choose? Well, probably like an eagle or something, like some kind really? of big bird that can just fly around and I thought like a fly would be pretty cool. Like something small like a sparrow or something. I also thought <clears throat> to be a dolphin. And to spend one day in just essentially an alien world, a completely foreign world, mm-hmm. that would be fun. It would be fun. Especially if you get special abilities where you get to translate, like you can talk, if you're a crow, you could talk to other crows, or if you're a dolphin, you could talk to dolphins, something mm-hmm. like out of a Disney movie. That'd be fun. Now that would be really interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Being a crow would be fun. Seeing what black magic those motherfuckers know. Those <laughs> things are aliens. If anything on this planet is an alien, it's a crow. Those things are not normal. <laughs> Did you know there's almost indis- indistinguishable between each other? Uh, like yeah. if we had 10 crows and I showed you one, and then I showed you 10 pictures of crows, you wouldn't be able to pick out which one it was? That doesn't surprise me. That's true for a lot of animals. It's, m- yeah. But it's, uh, it's true for all crows. You could take all one million or billion of the the population, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They're all the same. Wow. Huh. Did you know there's also a species of species, the right word, whatever, of uh, lizards that they are born pregnant, and they are genetic replicas of themselves. Yeah, I've heard and about there that. is no males mm-hmm. in the whole species. They're all just exactly the exact same. I thought that was crazy. I was like, wow, that can happen? That's so... Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a type of dog over in the UK that's been bred a specific way. In the entire whole of the United Kingdom, God, I don't remember which dog it is, but there, there's only 50 
unique genetic dogs. Hmm. There's 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 thousands of them or hundreds of thousands of them in the UK, but there's only fifty unique, different you know, genetically unique dogs. Crazy. Yeah. You know, in the Dresden Files, mm-hmm. he uses um summoning circles. Right. And he has to pay like a certain price. He has to put like three objects in the circle or however they works, you know. Right. Different spells, different people. Mm-hmm. But if I thought this is interesting, if somebody was going to summon you in a chalk circle, what's three <laughs> objects they would have to put in it? Uh, jeez. A good IPA. A good IPA, some cash. <laughs> some cash. <laughs> Right, it's probably a cell phone or something. <laughs> right, like a Wi-Fi, a working Wi-Fi router. <laughs> so <I'm good. laughs> yeah, I would want like a nice nug of some high-grade marijuana. Um, a working computer for video games. So like some you know put like a vi- something that represents video games right you know like a right. mouse or something you know and then uh what would be the third one you got one for me what would you put in the circle for me I mean just for something yeah, like, you... like like uh, probably like a really nice yo-yo I don't know if you still do that Oh yeah was, no I still you... own So you exactly. Where are they that was always something near and dear to your heart growing up. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, that'd be something from my past, anyway. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, do you have, we I do have some sad news. We're not we are not going to Comic Con this year. We are not able to get tickets. It's very sad. That's because the demand on how many tickets were there and how many people were it just 40, sold out before you even got a chance. Forty-five minutes. Completely sold out in 45 minutes. And you clicked refresh for 45 minutes. Well, what they do is they put everyone into a virtual waiting room. And you hopefully get lucky. They're they're picked out randomly, which is really the fairest way to do it. But It is. Yeah. The Damn it. It opened at 9, and every single badge was sold by 945. Well, 945 Pacific. So how, um, how much are they in the secondary market? Oh, you, you can't get them. Well, everything has a price, but it's well, just everything a, has a price. But they—it's um, ridiculous, one, huh? They—they they will pro—they um, will prosecute you for theft and ban you for life if they catch you for selling or buying secondary badges. Oh, yeah, like you, it's a crime. They will—it's a crime to sell and buy secondary badges. Yeah, under Comic Con law. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there have been people like you see it, like they have misdemeanor theft on their record because they they bought a secondary badge, because technically that badge belongs to one person, one person only, mm. and to have it in any other form is is a crime. So, well, I'm we, sorry to hear that, Jacob. So now we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do this summer <laughs> instead of Comic Con. My brother sucks. got ticket. Huh? Okay. Keep going. It sucks because I had to give up that sweet hotel. Or that sweet yeah, the apartment. one. We... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check back on the first podcast, I think. Yeah, I mean, the guy didn't mind too much because, like I said, I got for steal, right? Right. Like, I think he jacked the rates up to, like, 400 a night after I... And it was booked within an hour of me letting it go. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. 
Yeah, um, my brother got tickets to Burning Man this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Eight hundred and thirty six bucks. Two tickets. I mean yeah, I mean that's a that's, that's what, like a week? It's two weeks or mm. it's a week. I can't remember which, but yeah, you essentially you're paying taxes to live in a city. Yeah, that sounds about mm-hmm. right. But I mean for a week eight hundred bucks isn't terrible. Not for Burning Man. Yeah. In a utopian society where there is no money allowed, everybody just gives away stuff freely or trades or mm. Yeah, it's a really interesting experiment. I plan on going next year. I just am trying to buy a house at the moment, so eight hundred and thirty-six bucks goes a long way towards the house. Yeah, we're kind of in that process too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, where you live? Yeah, the house we're are living in. Are you gonna move in. back to Texas where your parents are? No, uh, I mean it'll be here. Come on, San Marcos would be awesome. <laughs> You'd live near a river. There's a college town. There's a team you can root for. There's no jobs for me. <laughs> well, get one. It's, it's a problem with having a highly kind of a specialized job. It's hard to find people who want to hire you. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like for to be because I I'm a simulation engineer by trade, and on any given time there's like five openings in the entire country, mm-hmm. if that. <laughs> so. Yeah, the the house we're in right now, we currently have um, a rent-to-own sort of agreement to where $500 of every rental payment knocks off $500 of the purchase price of the house. And we can purchase the house at any point in the next two years. And so we're kind of trying to decide if this is where we really want to stay how much it's going to cost to get the house where we want to be because it's kind of older and needs some work. Or do we want to move to mm-hmm. another part of Pittsburgh? So, I don't know. It's all just kind of up in the air. Well, you don't have to choose for how long? Another year, essentially, really? Yeah. Um, I would give it at least four seasons so you could see how the house is in the summer and the winter and spring and fall. Yeah. And what the traffic's like when there's no school, what the traffic's like when there is school. You know, stuff like that. You know, there's a bunch of different factors that go into living into a house that you really can't tell until you've been there for probably at least a year. Yeah, and that's probably, you know, that's what we're thinking. But, we're, you know, saving up for it. Right, you yeah. Know, move, moving across the country is expensive, even though our, my company helped paid for, I mean, they paid for a lot of it. But, you know, we went from a very, very tiny apartment to mm-hmm. a house. Yeah, three-bedroom, two-bedroom? Three-bedroom, two-bedroom. Three Nice. Full basement. Nice. So we're turning that into the studio eventually, huh? Eventually, yeah. Right? We're going to have those soundproof little wall things and stuff and some neon signs. Yeah. For some obscure IPA beer company. (laughs) They've like only made 12 barrels. I have their neon signs. Eventually, if we stay here, we kind of want to put a little apartment in the basement. Arcade. That's all I heard. Arcade. (laughs) I have gotten permission to have at least one cabinet down there. Awesome. Which it almost has to be Tekken three. I mean, if you're, if you, I mean, one arcade cabinet for me. It's not Tekken tag. I thought you were the Tekken tag guy. Oh, Tekken tag and Tekken three are basically the same. Same mechanics. Mm -hmm. Which one is the one where everybody gave you a hard time about being a button masher with Eddie? Tekken when 3. you weren't really, you actually had learned the combos with Eddie. Mm, so you three. were like, all right, 
I'm going to play the most difficult character to be good at. And you picked up King. Yeah. So your combo was King and Eddie. Yeah. And, and you could do tag. all the... Or what, I don't know how King could do it, but he had like these grabs where he could grab you and then do something. And then in the middle, he could grab you again and mm-hmm. he could just chain these things and he could just do all this ridiculous stuff. And he could stand backwards and you got to the point where you were one of those guys at the mall. Yeah. Where you'd put your quarter in and you'd beat the game on like one quarter and then somebody would come up and challenge you and you would just crush them. And then you'd go back to playing the game and then they'd put another, you'd crush them again or you'd crush their buddy. It's just like, yeah. We were, there was a Tekken 3 cabinet at the community college where we used to work out in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were there for some reason and my wife had to do something. So I was like, well, shoot, I got 15 minutes. I threw in one quarter and beat it. And I yep. played it in years. It just went through it. It was awesome. It took me a while. It wasn't my fastest run, but right. I still beat it. Uh, but yeah, my uh, when I was at Oklahoma State, uh, when I was doing my dual enrolling high school, college stuff, mm-hmm. I had an hour in between classes. And in between these two classes was a student union. So I'd walk through student union and there's this Tekken 3 cabinet. And I so I would play Tekken. It was a quarter, so I'd play Tekken for an hour in between classes. Uh, late this And this other guy, who I cannot remember his name now because it's been a while, he also yeah. had the same kind of schedule. And so we would play Tekken 3 together, but he worked at an arcade in high school. So he mm. knew everything. And so right. he would like, okay, well, if you do this and this and this, this is how you do this combo, this combo, we would, we would play Tekken every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for an hour against each other. It's like one of those things where I always had like all those $10 rolls of quarters in my backpack. Right, right. Start playing Tekken. (laughs) Looking forward to it, yeah. (laughs) That's fun. I did this. Go ahead. If you had one cabinet, like you could only have one. I have to do the um, Area 51 shooting game. Oh, yeah, that's such a classic. I can beat that game. Well, I don't know if I could do it anymore. But I used to beat the game with 50 cents. It was a 50 cents cabinet, 50 cent cabinet where I worked, and I could go all the way to the boss and beat it on the four lives that you get. Wow. Which is almost unheard of for most people. They don't even recognize. And then we we would take $5. That was all you were allowed to use because the game allows you to just keep putting in quarters. You can right. just keep putting in quarters. And if you beat the game, it just starts over and it's harder. So you can just keep putting in quarters. And to set the high speed, or the, not the high speed, the uh, the high score on the cabinet, we would just have one stack of five quarters. That's all you were allowed. Or uh, for five dollars, you know, five stack, whatever. Hmm. And then the um we got the high score to the point where it was nine, 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 nine. So we'd max the game out, right? Mm-hmm. So then your high score was whoever got ranked like first place had to have all nines, and then it was your kill your shot streak. How many shots in a row did you have without missing? And first place was my buddy Eric. I had second place, but my first place was my buddy Eric. He had all nine and then 223 shots in a row without missing. Wow. Yeah, that's how much we played that game, yeah. We could play the entire first level. We both could put in like a dollar, so you'd have both guns going, mm. and you would use both hands, and the, the characters would come out, and you would shoot them within the frame on both sides of the thing. Like You just knew where they, you knew the pattern of where they were going to come out, and we could unlock all the uh, secret levels on the first um, on the first level, we could get all the special rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
good times. Nice. Yeah, I actually, I just sent you a link. We can you can read it later. I'll post it in the show notes. But I have a friend who became, I think it's the eighth person ever to do a perfect Pac-Man game. Which is manipulating the uh, code, right? The actual number generator. Well, no, it's uh, by using the by using the movements, the pattern properly. Well, or what? What is it's, what's, it's what's clearing perfect? every level perfectly without dying and getting every power up, every dot, and then eventually oh, and you get to every the kill fruit. screen and yeah. every fruit and yeah. every ghost. And then the the screen goes like half the screen goes in mm-hmm, weird kill screens. Yeah. For those who don't know what a kill screen is, back in the day, um, there used to be not enough memory for arcade games, and they would be kill screens. So basically, they would start imprinting a level on a chip, and they wouldn't have enough memory. And this is kind of what it would look like. See all the code and stuff. And so, yeah, that's, that's a kill screen, which is the holy grail for the classic arcade games. Do most classic arcade games have a kill screen? Uh, I think so, yes. Really? So the idea is you just play it long enough and keep rolling it over until it finally... Right. I think in Pac-Man, the kill screen is on level 256, 257, something like that. Did you ever watch that That documentary of uh, the King King of Kong? Oh, I love that one. It's so good. That would be this week's Ryan Recommends. Oh, the King of Kong. Yeah, go watch that. It's a documentary about this guy's quest to become the world record holder for Donkey Kong. Yes. Which is considered one of the more difficult of the classic arcade games. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. definitely up. It's like the, it and Pac-Man are the two like holy grails for all-time scores. Right, right, right. Uh, Even to this day, people still play for him. Okay, for my recommends, you should check out Eliza Schlesinger. Mm-hmm. The comedian. She's like, yeah. I we just we just started watching her stand up. She's got two on Netflix. She's one's, funny. One's called Freezing Hot, and one's called War Paint. Have you seen her bit on the Party Goblin? No. She's like, you know, she's like, I have this problem. I have this Party Goblin. It lives in my head, and it stays asleep until it smells alcohol. It's like, ooh, vodka. And then it walks over to the, <laughs> the microphone in my head and just starts going, rage, rage, as the bartender for drugs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I still have a party goblin. Yeah, <laughs> I have a too. bad party goblin. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, who would be like your top three comedians? Oh, top three comedians. Yeah, we can do all time. Uh, Aziz, uh, Aziz Ansari. Azari. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's from Parks and Rec. You would recognize. He's funny. He's hilarious. He's got that. He's got an interesting voice. It's very unique. Once you Mm -hmm. hear it and know that whose it is, you'll always recognize it. Um. Oh crap! I'm blanking on his name. What is a joke? What's one of his? Uh, Steve, Steve Wren. Um, he's he's half Japanese, half Irish. No joke. He's hilarious. Yeah, I bet that's funny. Steve Bryan, I think, is what his name is. Steve. 
Yeah, Steve Prine, B-Y-R-N-E, B -E. he's hilarious. He's got this thing on, he's got one of his things that's on Netflix, like, like crying, laughing so hard. Um, what's your third? Um, oh, crap, I'm blanking on his name, too. Um. Larry the cable guy. <laughs> Give us yours and um Okay. I'll find his name. So I enjoy Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Yep, I really enjoy his stand up. Um I don't know if he'd make my top three. Let's let's think about this for a second. Mitch Hedberg is my probably my all time favorite. Adam Ferrara is my third. Adam Ferrara, the guy that does the Attack of the Show? No, that's a different guy. Oh. Yeah, so it would be... I think it'd be... Joe Rogan, Mitch Hedberg, and probably Ari Shafir. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I... I love... Stand-up is one of my all-time favorite things. It's just so hard to find good stand-up. Most of it's just terrible. Well, the modern-day... Like the new scene, the last two or three years, things have gotten awesome in the stand-up. There's a lot of really good stand-up. It's, it's gotten there. a lot better, it especially has. now since you know the internet and yeah, people don't internet. have to like claw through the club scene to get to mm -hmm. being famous. Yeah, or funny. Yeah, the funny rises to the top much easier now. Yeah, and now you also have shows like Last Comic Standing and the other like reality comedy shows, which are pretty good. That and podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. Yeah, every comedian can have a podcast now, and if their podcasts are good, they'll generate a following, which mm -hmm. you know turns up in ticket sales. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've only seen one of his stand-ups, but Donald Glover, uh, he is absolutely hilarious. Uh, he uh, he's in he's Troy in Community. I don't know if you ever watched Community or not. Mm -mm. You should. I, I think you'd really enjoy it. But he's, okay. he is absolutely hilarious. He's got this whole bit. He's like, you know, if I had to choose between having kids or AIDS, I'm taking AIDS. I mean, if you think about it, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> you can only date people that have them. Your life is pretty <laughs> much over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's uh, he, he's, he's fantastic. I much recommend Oh man! So yeah, I think I think instead of Comic Con this year, we're going to do a cruise. But, really? Yeah, because we were looking at because a lot of cruises go out of New York. Didn't know that, but they do. To where? Well, uh, you can either go into like the Atlantic Caribbeans or like the Virgin Islands and stuff. All the way down the coast? Well, no, it's actually more out into the ocean, like in between here and Europe. Uh, you can also do like transcontinental cruises that go from here to Europe and back, which that'd be interesting. That but, would be crazy. But we're, we're, the one we're looking at is um, up into like Greenland or something. Yeah, well, actually, we're, we're looking at going up like New England and into Canada, like the Atlantic Canada. It's all in all, it's not that expensive. Like it's because hmm. it's it's like thirteen hundred bucks for a week. In a balcony room, so a nice room. 
Yeah, nice. In all the booze you can drink. Nice. Yeah, so I can put a pretty large dent to $1,300, especially, especially at bar prices. At bar prices, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're thinking about doing that. I kind of want to go to the international, but my wife doesn't want to, so probably won't do that. We compromise. We compromise, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, she likes to play Dota, but she I don't think she wants to go and watch the, the championships with me. Oh, that would be awesome. Even though it's in Seattle. <clears throat> oh, that even that shit. I'd go with you there. I could smoke weed there. Yeah. What was the security officer's name on Deep Space Nine? Oh, the Bajoran. No, um, the shapeshifter. Odo. Odo. Oh. Do. How do you, how do you spell Odo? Odo. <laughs> I just, it is Odio. Okay, Odio on compromise. Anyway, keep going. I so, think uh, um, the Dota World Championships would be fun. It would be fun. Um, is there anything? Because that's in Seattle. That's up there near. Um, God damn it. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, right? Is there, there? I wonder if there's any like cool tournaments going on for that. Oh, I'm sure there is. At the uh, same time. Yeah, it's yeah, and we'll, we'll we will probably do New York Comic Con this year. Because uh, that's drivable if we can get tickets, which I think we will be able to. But like in terms of cons, it's San Diego and then New York, and then like Emerald City, but that just got bought. Like you're starting to see the consolidation of cons in the the geek world. Like in what way? Like well, the Comic Con and the like BlizzCon are going together now or something? Uh, like, no, it's more like com- con companies are buying out other cons. Oh, so instead of having the Northwest and the Northeast, you'll have just the North. Well, that or it's like you know one company will run. Emerald City, New York. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Pittsburgh con just got bought out by Wizard World, which is sort of like a traveling circus of Comic Con, which we'll probably go to when it comes to town because it's cheap and it's here, so might as well. Cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> the founder of the Pittsburgh Comic Con. I learned has been convicted of murder twice. <laughs> <laughs> Takes that fantasy stuff a little too seriously. I know. You no, know, we're yeah. So it'll be it'll be good, and you know, we'll to go do more of the con stuff now since we play D and D regularly now. Awesome. How's the rogue? That's good. Uh, I'm actually I've actually rolled a new character that I'm gonna replace him with. Yeah, you found that the stealth was too separate from the party, or what? Kind of, especially in what we're doing. And plus, I just wanted to do something different, even though I do like the rogue. I mean, there's the rogue's awesome, but you know, you find that the powers of the rogue require you to leave the party most of the time. It's like I got to be quiet, and you could use it for flanking during certain stuff, but it's just it's not as well. Most of most of our stuff, because of the campaign we're in, it's very outdoor related, mm-hmm. which isn't really good for a rogue because he's really good for the sneaky and the the. Robbing houses and finding, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've rolled up a dragonborn paladin. 
Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So I've got I've got a breath oh. weapon. And like basically I am I am the DPS guy. I just do all sorts of damage per second to our enemies. Are you wearing plate? Do what? Do you wear plate armor? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so you're tough too. And I'm tall and skinny. I'm like six seven and two hundred and fifteen pounds or something. So I'm a really skinny lizard. You're a lizard? <laughs> well, I'm dragonborn, so I'm like part human, part dragon. Hmm. <sighs> or all yeah, dragon, like to... I don't know. No, I think you have the spirit of a dragon. I don't know how that works. I played that game, but I don't remember. <laughs> it's like the greatest video game I've ever played that I didn't want to play through I just found that the mountains were too much like playing Skyrim and not being able to go like in a straight line to where I wanted to go but like having to use fast travel all the time the game just sucked <laughs> game just sucked yeah. did you hear about Bethesda or did I tell you last podcast no uh, what? they rented a um, press conference space no yes press conference space at E3 this year it's the first time they've done it oh huh. So they're announcing something big at E3. Real big. Mm-hmm. Fallout 4. That would be a big one. Fallout Online. That'd be crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I agree. I haven't played a ton of Fallout, but it seems to me that like the single-player story kind of stuff, even though it's very open world, is really... Yeah, and having the, the MMO dynamics would probably... Make it work. Yeah, it would ruin it. Yeah. Having treadmills and stuff would suck. Um, if you haven't played Fallout Three, do it. It's it's on the list. We'll put it at the top. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, man. I don't know. I started to play it and I got really into it, but then my like then I just quit playing it. Oh, I know, okay. I need I need to get back into it. Okay. Maybe that's what I'll do with my, my new rig. You want to, you want to know it's something sad? What? I have a four terabyte hard drive. I've already filled half of it. Yeah, I bought a terabyte hard drive and filled half of it in the day I got it. Well, yeah, yeah. mine's four. Yeah, so you're up to two terabytes. Yeah. But you have a media collection that rivals, you know, I mean, you have a badass media collection. I don't have that. Yeah, and I've also been ripping Blu-rays. Mine is half a terabyte of video games. Nice. Yeah. Hell with I have 76. With, uh... I have 87 games on Steam. With just with Assassin's Creed, that is almost that was like 70 gigs just by itself. Mm-hmm. I can tell when I installed the game, I could tell I was a little out of touch with current state games because I'm still like, yeah, you know, big game, 12, 15 gigs, no, no, like yeah, like <sighs> I can't imagine what the Gran Turismo Five is gonna. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five is gonna be. That's gonna I bet be it's huge. gonna be. Wasn't Titanfall huge. over a hundred? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, I knew it was. I knew that one was huge. Yeah, there's a lot of them that are huge. Yeah, I don't know. I could probably look and tell you what some of them are on mine. I wonder how that works. So I can see it. No, no big deal. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I've got I've got way too many games on Steam as well that I'll just never gonna play. What game or game series has left the longest and lasting impression on your life? Like which one has made the, you know, which one was the biggest deal to your life? 
ever. It's your life. Um, that that kind of means ever. Ever. Okay. Um, probably the King's Quest series. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, so a game that I that you played before I even knew you. Yeah, because it's oh. one of those games that really got me into games. It's like, oh, computer games are awesome. We should totally do more of this. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Uh, X-Wing is a big one for me. I love that game. Really? I thought it would be like the Tony Hawk series. That's a big one, too. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. And there's obviously Mario and... Um, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, I love. It's one of my all-time favorites. Mm. That's one of the first Nintendo games I ever played. I think that was like the second game Nintendo game I ever played was Tyson's Punch-Out. <laughs> you ever uh, watch the speedruns of that? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's you like see the guy minutes. does it blindfolded? No, what? No. Yeah, there's That's a guy awesome. who can do it blindfolded and not get hit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, the entire... Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um... Uh, Dota has had a huge impact on my life recently. It has, yeah. Uh, Team Fortress 2, that's another game that I... That really played a that lot. one, huh? Huh? You really played that one, huh? I played a lot of it. Uh, hundreds hundreds it. of hours. Could not get into it. Did not like the weaponry. Uh, it, it's gotten a lot better. I missed. I miss a gun. I want to be able to... You know, put the cursor on something and shoot it down, you know? And even the heavy did that kind of, but it, you know, the guns had to spool up, and it just wasn't. That's uh, not what I wanted. I want an assault mm. rifle. <laughs> like if they had like a Call of Duty character, you know, that was just a shooter. That's all he did. Is he just had like an M16, and he, you know, mm. could shoot a little bit farther down the map. I would love that. Yeah, uh, I we and Kelly played that a lot when we were dating. When she was in Stillwater and I was in Tulsa, we would just play. And, yeah, talk shit and stuff. Talk yeah. shit, yeah. Play with friends. Um, God, I mean, really, if you want to talk about just impacts, like the old Star Wars games, just pretty much the whole lot of them. Right, the Dark Knight, the Dark, dark Knight, Dark, the Dark Forces uh-huh. games right. were great. Mm-hmm. The X-wing Tie Fighter games were fantastic. The Je- what was the Jedi one that we played? Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight, yeah, 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 where you ran around with a lightsaber and you had yeah. to fight the AT-AT and stuff. Yeah. It was the first game I ever played online. Wow. that's That was a long time ago 90s, on dial-up and shit. Late 90s, yeah. yeah. It, I, it was back when I first got, like, figured out that people would ban you from servers. Because, like, cause everyone would always go straight mix of powers, and for those who don't know, and you can get this game on good old games, GOG.com for right. almost nothing. Highly recommend playing it. Uh, if you went all light side or all dark side, you got a special power, like a light only power, or dark only power. And a dark only power was basically death vision. Anything you looked at took damage and would die. So I would go dark only, and so there'd be like eight people on this server like fighting, and I would just basically get in a sniper's nest and turn that on, kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they hated me for it. it was, game design wasn't as balanced as it is now for multiplayer. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's so fucking cheap. I'm like, you could do it too. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. I think the longest lasting impact would have to be the Zelda. Oh, Zelda. 
Yeah. Because that really defined me as who I am as a gamer. That really told me my favorite style of game is an open world puzzle, you know, kind of an intelligence based mm -hmm. adventure game. Or not adventure like in the true sense of adventure game, but mm -hmm. you're going on an adventure and there's different stories and different paths to get through the experience. That's, yeah, that's really. But I'm a gamer. I've played them all. I love yeah. almost all games. I don't. I have thousands of hours of game. I don't. Where you're a TV file, you know, you are movie kind of aficionado. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a gamer. That's that's what I do. I sit right here in front of this and I play video games. Yeah. I recently got P P versus or oh excuse me, uh, P V Z. Plants vs. Plants zombies. Versus zombies. <laughs> Yeah, that is a life sink from hell, dude. It's it's what we do whenever we travel for like on whenever we take a flight, we take the iPad and we swap levels. Okay, yeah, okay, oh, and yeah. it's like two hour flight gone, no big deal. Yeah, because it, it, you're looking over watching them, you yeah. know, trying to see. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. And what yeah. we do is, uh, do you have the the time one, Journey Through Time, or whatever it's called? Is that the one you have? No, I have PVZ. Okay, so I have the first one. I have the, the second one, and they have these endless zones oh. that build on top of each other. And you like, you pull a card, like, and you get to choose like which power you want, which plant you want for the next level, and they build, and your lawn mowers continue. So we'll just like start one of those and see how far we can get. That's there. awesome. That would be fun. Yeah, I'm gonna get into it a little bit more. Yeah, I have you played Peggle? That's the jewel game, right? It's no, it's the one where like you, it's like Plinko. Remember the old uh, Price is Right game where the thing yeah. bounces around? It's kind of like Plinko. Okay, no, I haven't played. Is oh, it fun? God, it's, it's addicting. It, it's super addicting. <laughs> I guess one of those things where you're like, what time is it? Have <laughs> 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 I been playing all night? <laughs> oh, it it's, turn up, and it turns out you have. You got an hour before work. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's. And I, I I don't like it since they've gone because the the first Peggle that I played was like an actual game, you know. It was it was you paid the price and that was it. And now they've gone to that free to play model, which sucks. But like it can be done well. I've seen it done very very well. Yeah, like League of Legends or Dota. Well, that or I'm just thinking more mobile. Like League of Legends did it perfectly. But you have to buy heroes in League of Legends. You don't have to buy heroes. You can earn. I love the heroes. Hmm? You can, you can buy them through the you know earn, points you earn through playing through the game, mm -hmm. but they also rotate heroes every week. So if you're patient, your hero will rotate around. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. The only thing there's no pay to win. Right. I hate mobile play to win. That's why I like. Um... That's why I like Dota is every hero is there from the word go. They don't rotate, they're just all there from day one. You can pick from any of the hundred and however many. That's cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I see you playing on Steam all the time. It makes me want to uh, start playing just so I have a, you know, because gaming with a friend is one of the greatest experiences in the world. And it's like, man, I don't even like Dota, but I might start playing it just so I can play with Jake. Well, once you get the hang of it, like I didn't like Dota when I first started playing either. But like the more you learn, right? Because it's 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 really like playing a sport. Part of it's learning. You you got to learn the rules of the game. You know, 
Right. Uh, you gotta learn the positions that need to be filled and how to, how to fill them. The map. Learning mm-hmm. the map is important because that. Right. I mean, that's the first probably ten, fifteen games. You're just trying to figure out where the hell everything is. Mm-hmm. But if you ever want to play, we can get in like a bot match, and I can kind of walk you through everything. Oh, I have probably a hundred hours in League. Like I understand the basic concepts of the game. It wouldn't take me too long to figure out the map. I've watched a lot on Twitch. Yeah. So I may not enjoy the game, but it's one of the few games that's big enough to have broadcasting. And I don't mean like it's broadcast on Twitch. There's lots of games broadcast on Twitch. But I mean it might have like two or three different commentators. Or two commentators and an interview person, you know, and it has you know, they'll have graphics breaking down the the brackets of a tournament and stuff. And I just enjoy that production value in video games because mm-hmm. I enjoy, enjoy oh, yeah. video games so much. So it's like, Dota, oh, I finally Dota's get to watch. Huge. I finally get to watch my version of the NFL or whatever because it's a video game that's being professionally broadcast, which I enjoy. Yeah, you so I've ch- watched it quite a bit. You should check out the um, the Dota Asian Championships for Dota. They're all mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And an American team won. It's like, yay, Americans winning esports. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially fear, that one. Fear one, like fear, fear's team one, which is kind of a big deal because he's a lot of people consider him too old to play. What, 25? 27. 27, yeah. Well, it's crazy because, like, they like one of their guys couldn't play, so they pulled out this, like, what do they call him a, like a pub league, like a public league, like, superstar. His name is uh, Samael is his name. He just crushed. He's 15 years old and just sitting there like crushing fuckers. That's awesome. And you can tell he's like not refined at all. Like he's one of those people who's just got. Brute talent. Brute talent. Yeah. yeah he's super brute. strong. He's, he's like a, a boxer that just. He's like Mike Tyson. He crushes people but has no skill. He just. I don't say that. Don't say that. You can't say that about Mike Tyson. If you haven't gone back and watched Mike Tyson's videos anytime recently, now that you're an adult, don't say that. He's that guy awesome. might have been—he might have been the best boxer ever. He might. And when it, I'm talking about when it comes to footwork, head head movement, combos, strength, stamina, ferociousness, he would have crushed Muhammad Ali most likely. He had a flying leap that knocked people out. That was like an eight-foot-long flying leap. It came out of nowhere. It was, yeah. But anyway. It's more like um, somebody that has the, just an amazing... I can't think of anybody that has the raw talents that just doesn't actually end up coming through with it. Like a Tracy McGrady, like a T-Mac. Like you could have been like one of the best basketball players ever if you really wanted to. He just Well, a lot of his stuff was injuries. He had micro fractures in his ankles. Oh, well, I'm not... Okay, I'm speaking out of school, I guess. But, you uh, know, that kind of thing. You know, just lots of raw talent that doesn't hmm. have enough... But that's not even... It's, not, it's just know, refinement. Yeah, he still might still have the drive to be one of the greatest ever. Right, but you know he just already won, won six hundred. Like, yeah, his yeah. share of first place was six hundred thousand dollars. Ah, that's awesome. That's so, awesome. What's up? La- the last year's international TI four first prize was just under five million. So there's a total like a ten eleven million dollar prize pool. That's awesome. What's up? So, yeah. like, what they do is how they kind of build prize pools is they sell what they call compendiums. And it's, you know, they sell it to people in the um, in the game. And it's generally, generally it's special items. Uh, mm-hmm. 
not more powerful, but just no, cool. no, 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 just cool looking. Like I just bought the the Join Dota Major League Gaming Compendium because it had a set for a character I really liked. Awesome, I really like um, like costume and stuff. Yeah, right, there are right. no power ups in Dota. Like like there's there's a shit ton of um, costumes, but there's no like extra powers. Yeah, you don't buy any faster cooldowns, or you don't right, buy any yeah. more. Characters you know, gonna play two. the same way. The same spells. Everybody's mm-hmm. gonna get them. Same cooldowns. Right, and, and they also have like special replays and stuff, so you can like watch the game. Like you can actually like go in because, like, I don't you know can, if you know, but you can anytime I'm on Steam and you want to watch me, you can watch me play Dota through the client. Okay, I'll have to figure that out. No, um, we'll figure that out. We're we're friends on yeah we're friends on Steam. Just pull up we Dota, are? and you'll see my name. Just right click on and say watch game, and it'll pull up my game. Do I even have Dota downloaded? Do you have to download Dota? Yes. Mm, okay. And so. All right. Well, I'll I'll download it right now since we're. Well, I won't do it right now since we're doing the podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll queue it up and get it ready. But anyway, so, I'll absolutely do that. I'll probably, you'll probably get me to start playing with so, you. Soon. So I'm guessing that like. Uh, we we might see twelve because Dota's grown in popularity a lot since last year. Uh, they oh twelve million, twelve million dollars. Yeah, it'll you. be larger than that this year if last year's was eleven. I don't know. Like they just hit they hit one million concurrent users in Dota this month. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I love esports. That's one of the things I watch. Uh, like right now, the um, uh, what is it called? Epic Winner or whatever it is on Twitch TV. They're doing the like Tekken and Street Fighter and all those different whatever they're called. Those kind of what are those called? I guess they're just called fighting games. Yeah, like the fighting games. Right. So it's they're doing the. Marvel versus Capcom 3 and Smash Brothers and they're doing all that but it's being broadcast like professionally where they're you know it has a mm-hmm. double elimination bracket system and that's on graphics where you can see it between rounds and they've got two commentators telling you what's going on and what moves happen cuz it's not much fun to watch something like that if you can't tell what's going on cuz it just looks like a bunch of kicks and moves and but when you have somebody going oh he got him with the the right. takedown and the stuff and there's the advanced guard I wonder if he's going to get the combo with the air combo here and that I enjoy that. Yeah, it's real fun. Yeah, just be careful with Dota because it's it's a pretty deep rabbit hole. It's a really uh, deep rabbit hole. This is what I do. <laughs> I have no fears of rabbit holes when it comes to gaming. I've done them all. I've played Minecraft and I've played Candy Crush and yeah, I've played the endless ones, the ones that that they have no end. I've, I mean, you're talking to a surviving World of Warcraft player. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I got the healed track marks and everything. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's definitely caused some damage to a yeah. lot of people I know. I've lost friends to WoW. Like they start playing, I just never see them again. You never hear from them. Yeah, you don't talk to them. They're not you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just sad. You know how we have gamer tags? Uh huh. You know what? A, you know everybody knows what a gamer tag is. You know, like kill a lot forty two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if they've always existed. What would be some of the great ones from history? <laughs> Probably I like thought one, 
like Greg or like someone's first name who was like, <laughs> like, like Bob, one of the top first. 10 people. <laughs> like covet thy ass. <laughs> Illuminati. Like naughty. Illuminati. <laughs> Eat cake. Um, Potato Hunter. I thought that was funny. Yeah, there was, Redskin Slayer. That's horrible. It was back in back in my online poker days. There was a guy who was like one of the first players on Party Poker or Poker Stars. That his username was his first name. Like he was like one of the first like fifty hundred people on the site or something like that. <clears throat> Did you ever hear about that story? Um, I can't remember the, the actual number or letter it was, but there was a single letter account on Twitter. So you know how there's only 26 of those? Like mm-hmm. ABC, you know? And one of them was um, N. It was a very rare... Like, what are they called? Twitter handles? Yeah. So it was just at N. And it was stolen. And it was valued over 50 grand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here, I'll show you. The, and uh, I'll show you the... Um, Show you the article, being the show notes, or whatever. But you can read it, and it explains how the hackers actually got the account. Because the guy who has the account is a very smart uh, technology guy, right? And they've been trying to hack it since like 2007 or whatever. And, and the hackers that have been going after it are really high, you know, high-level hackers. You know, that's it's a very special thing to have. And um, they ended up hacking. Comcast, I think. I can't remember exactly what it was. And locking the account. And doing some really fancy stuff through through phishing with Comcast. You know, talking through customer service. Right. They did some really fancy stuff with one of his other websites. Or one of his emails on one of those websites. And it was like, look, you need control of this to run your business. All we want is control of in for an hour. You know, you give us the password and the all the information for in. And we'll give you all your information for your you know, Xfinity Comcast account or whatever. So, yeah, he lost it. 50 grand. They stole his account. Wow. Part of me is really impressed with that. Part of me is like, why? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That's just one of those oddities of humanity that's fun to... It exists, but it has no effect on me. I was, Nor do I care. I was watching this documentary special on hacking. I don't remember. Is one, like, high-profile hacker he was like you know most hackers will tell you that you know they're doing it to fight this or protest that but don't let them lie to you it's really fun and they're doing it because it's really really fun (laughs) yeah that's why they do it they're hackers it's it's who they are they would hack anything even if computers didn't exist there's still those kind of people that are modifying and changing things and trying to make things work better or trying to manipulate the way things work, you know. Mm-hmm. The first hackers didn't even have computers. Nope. The first hackers were on phones. You know, they were manipulating the phone systems. Uh Mitnick and Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Wozniak and uh Jobs and Gates, they were all hackers too. Yeah. They all had they were part of the Blue Box project. Blue Box project. They called the Pope up at the Vatican. <laughs> you know, like those are two funny people, like Jobs and Wozniak. No, not Wozniak. Gates. Gates. Like when they were like when when Jobs was alive, he was a saint. 
He mm-hmm. was the second coming of the Messiah. But now that like he's died and all the biographies are come out, most people think he's like a total douchebag. Right. And Bill Gates is like, yeah, I'm just going to give like $4 billion to charity. No big deal. Like he, it's, it's just flipping how, how people are starting to view him versus jobs. And yeah. Gates is the, he runs, if y'all didn't know that Bill Gates is the name or the money behind the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, which most people don't ever put those together. But the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is most of the reasons why most is the reason that most cities have public radio. It's the reason that, uh, well, malaria, malaria, however you say that, that disease in Africa that's such a big deal in South American stuff with the mosquitoes. That's killed half of all people who have ever existed. So the entire population of human beings, half of them have been killed by the malaria disease. And he's one of the few people that's like really spent real money trying to solve that problem on a global scale. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, when he dies and all of the biographies come out about him, yeah, he's going to be one of those captains of industry that actually have a good reputation. Yeah, he just has that one unfortunate quote about the internet. <laughs> what did he say about the internet? He was like, it was back in like 94, early, early. He's like, yeah, I just don't see it being that big of a deal. Ooh. Yeah, you know, just one of those those things. Which back in '94, I can understand it. The internet was terrible back in '94. Yeah, that's funny. But you know, no, it's was one of those things. Like, you know, one knew that people were going to start streaming movies and living their entire lives on the internet. That it would change us completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Completely changes. Like. I don't know if I've seen a bigger generational gap between anyone than like me and someone seven years younger than me. Because one oh. of the biggest gaps I have yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And especially 10 years. Oh, yeah. If you take somebody. So I'm. Th- well, really, if you took somebody that was like 33, 32 years old. And compare them to a twenty-one-year-old, like a twenty, a thirty-one-year-old versus a twenty-one-year-old. Oh my God, the oh. difference is unbelievable. Because if you were just a year or two older than us, you were just a little too old to really get into computers, unless you were a real nerd. Because you would, you know, we only got into computers because we were nerds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't yeah. all of the thirteen and fourteen and twelve-year-olds like us were into them. It was just us nerds. So if you were already 14 or 15 and had a car before the computers and internet came out and started to become a big deal, you have no hope of being part of the generation that had it. Right. You, know, you have no hope. Completely. You know, it's like, because I was in college when Facebook came out and, you know, someone 10 years younger than me, they were in, well, they were nine or eight. Yeah, that we is- were... I was on this project at work and something came up and one of the guys, he, he's one, he's a co-op, he's an intern, he's like 20, 21. He was like, yeah, I remember Googling that when I was like nine. I'm just like, the hell? There was no internet when I was nine. <laughs> at nine years old, my computer couldn't even produce speech. Hmm. I had programs that wanted it to, but I didn't have a sound card that could you handle it. You had the sound card, yeah. I remember not mm-hmm. having a sound card. 
It would just come out, you know, and sound like a Snoopy character or something, like an adult from Snoopy's. I was eight when we got our first CD drive. External, like plugged into like the serial port, like the big port in the back of a computer. Yeah, and your dad was a computer guy. Yeah. Yeah, uh uh-huh. We, uh... All right, first two games is the original Civilization. That's another game that's had a huge impact on me. The it had a big impact Civ. on me. You showed me that game when we were children. We were young. And this game called Mantis, which has this terrible, like, full motion video cutscenes. Remember when that was a thing where, like, all the cutscenes were FMV and just terribly I acted? I do. Like, going back and watching some of them, like, I'm pretty sure they just got these people straight from the porn studio. Like, that's the quality of acting for most of those things. Yeah, it's like they hired extras. <laughs> they hired extras for acting j- jobs. Yeah. Um, Red Alert had some actually pretty good ones, though. Some of them. Remember the ones on Red Alert? Some of those yeah. were fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Red Alert. Those those games, the Command and Conquer series, I love. Command and Conquer. But see, it was weird. Like, am I not by any, not on purpose? But I was always because there was always sort of competing gate, like two large studios or games in a given genre for games. Mm-hmm. Like in RTSs, it was Command and Conquer and Warcraft back before it was an MMO. Which I don't know. Some people may or may not remember the days when. Warcraft was an RTS and not a, you know, an MMO. That's the game that me and you and Gregory, Gregor, Greg, Gregory Nikolayev. Uh-huh. What the fuck? I remembered his name. Uh-huh. We went over and played at his house. We played that, and he had two computers, and he had two of the games, and we y'all played against each other. Yeah. Uh huh. And I remembered one of the things that y'all showed me is that if you clicked on one of the Warcraft characters enough, one of the ogres, he would go, "Stop tickling me." If you just sat there and kept clicking, yeah. <laughs> He'd ask you, what do you want? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. I always ended up on, like, the less popular side. Because, like, in the right. adventure games, I always liked the Sierra games or the LucasArts games. Even though they're both great, more, peop- you know, more people more fondly remember the LucasArts over the Sierra. Oh, not me. Not me. Sierra games, man. I love the Sierra I games. I too. They had better writing, in my opinion. They had the- Were they also the creators? Oh, Maxis created The Sims. Oh, yes. I love the whole Sims universe. Simcopter. Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah. Simcopter. Because you could put it, it was one of the first games that, like, you could build your own city in, like, was it 2000? Yes. And you could move the save Mm -hmm. file onto the save, the Simcopter, and somehow that you could fly through that world. I do remember that shit. Oh, man. They really need to redo Simcopter. Bring back Um, Simcopter. The old Sim games are awesome. Yeah, they are. Those those have some funny stories because. What was his name? Will Wright, I think. Yeah, name. Will Wright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he was building another game and realized he was having more fun building the land and the buildings than he was the rest of the game. Right. So, so he, he made Sim City. Right. Really, Sim City. In The Sims, he the E because as after EA had bought Maxis, they mm-hmm. didn't want to do The Sims, and he had just rolled out. I think it was Sim City Four, one of the big, big, big Sim Cities. And he said, you're going to make this game because you owe me. And if you want another SimCity game, you're going to make this game. So Went on like, to be one right, of the most we'll popular make... video games ever. Well, I think at one point, it in, his, in one of its expansion packs was the two best-selling video games of all time. Of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that you know, differs now that there's mobile. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I know Candy Crush has made the most money. Oh. Um, 
I really wish I could find some tower. You and my mom both. I, you can't even just buy it and play it. Like you, it's so difficult to find those old old Maxis games. It is hard to find some of them. I wonder if they're on like TV. I want SimCopter. Like I got a computer now that can handle it. I didn't have a computer back in the day that can handle SimCopter. I could have view distances for miles nowadays, and I just can't find it. I would love to have that game. Now, if you can find it, and you just want, if you want a, a game that's going to suck your life for like two weeks and then just stop, you need to find the movies. Oh yeah, okay. I've uh, actually recommended this before, so it must be actually good. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll send you the link. It's it's sort of it's it's a sandbox. It's kind of like. Um, like roll like any of those kind of games, like Roller Toaster Tycoon or Sim City, but you're building a a um, a movie studio. You have to hire actors and make sure they're Is it on happy. Steam? I don't think so. Um, I know hmm. you can get it different places. I think I actually still have the discs for it. <laughs> but like eventually, eventually, like depending on how you work your actors. They'll develop drinking or drug problems. You have to send them to rehab. Uh-huh. And then if they get too tired, you have to send them to plastic surgery so that people will still think they're pretty. And it starts you at like the beginning of movies, you know, like before, back when they were moving pictures and before they were actually like movies. And then you go through time and it's, it's really fun. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. But I might try it out. It's games that like, if I install it, it's gonna, it's gonna, like, I'm not going to stop playing it for about 12 hours. But after that, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I remember the first time I saw it because one of my friends um, had suggested it. So I picked it up and I had, like, it was one of those Friday nights where you just had nothing to do. So mm-hmm. I installed it six, seven o'clock. And literally, the next thing I knew was four in the morning. I'm like, shit. Well, at least I don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. <laughs> but it's just one of those games. But the thing is, like, after that first, like, life suck, it's not so bad. Like, it kind of, like, it's, it's not so bad. But, like, the first 12 to 48 hours are very, very addicting. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think. I was trying to think of a game like that where um, it's uh, where it just wants your soul for like just a day, just, <laughs> just one a... day, but it wants the whole thing for a day. I was trying to think of a game. I can't come up with one. That's, how I, that's how I feel like um, Civilizations is like it just wants your soul for a couple of days. Oh yeah, or that do you is remember true. like the old like uh, Masters of Orion game? No. Oh, it was sort of a resource management game like Civ is. It was really good. Um, yeah, I have. I picked that up on on GOG. It's another one of those games that made me feel really stupid. Because it used what? to be one of those like it used to, when I first time I played it. You know, you don't read anything. You just jump in the game and start playing. Yeah, I couldn't figure mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> I was like, and it's one of those games I used to crush. And if you want a really sort of light. Um, you can get this one on Steam. Get Sid Meier's Pirates. Okay. 
Uh, I've heard a lot of people recommend that one. Yeah, I'll it's, try it. it's one of those games that it's really fun, but it's it doesn't take a ton of brain power. Like, oh, it's just a good kind of mindless yeah, just-time game. You know, fun. It's got some fun mini games, like having to woo the governor's daughters by dancing with them <laughs> and taking them to the balls and and sword fighting. There's they're bad suitors. <laughs> And you, know, you sail around the Caribbean, taking over ships, and eventually, because every once in a while, if I get really bored, I'll just like build up this giant crew, like seven hundred pirates, and then go take over cities. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> I like games like that that let you do non-main storyline stuff, but still really explore it for a long, you know, way. You oh know, yeah, you... I I played that game for hours and never touched the storyline. Yeah, just sailing is... around, having fun, yeah. finding buried treasure. <laughs> yes, yes, it yes is, But it's one of those games that's really good to like throw on a movie and play. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really, enjoy, I would highly recommend that one. Fuck yeah, my kind of game. Some other I got a game. fun. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of like other games I would just like <laughs> super recommend people playing. Oh, I got a bunch of those. Limbo. Highly recommend Limbo. That's a great really? platformer. I think it's really good, especially for the money. It's super cheap now. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy storylines, so you're like kind of playing a movie, mm-hmm. Bioshock Infinite. Oh, Infinite's fantastic. All the, all the Bioshock games are fantastic. One and Infinite are the best, but Infinite is by far the best. Yeah, I played um, that quite a bit. I think the best video game ever made is Fallout 3. And if you haven't played that, I I highly recommend you give that a playthrough. I've heard that a lot. I've heard Fallout 3 a lot. Um, I'm trying to, like, give you just my pure gold ones. If you like platformers, uh, I mean, granted, it's for cliche because they were an indie game, but um, Super Meat Boy and Fez are both fantastic. Fez. I wouldn't recommend the Super Meat Boy unless you like really, really hard, really difficult platforming like games. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy, I don't even know what you would call it, but like Plague, the Plague game where you design, um, I guess I don't even know what you call it. It's like a simulation, but you have the whole world in front of you, and you get to start off this uh, disease, and you get to slowly evolve it and as you do you pick up DNA points and you use those points to to change the direction it evolves so it can be transmitted by birds and or you can unlock being transported by coughing or by rats mm-hmm. and you try to kill the whole population of the earth that game is awesome that game is a lot of fun that, sound it, interesting. that is a great game uh, Democracy 3 is really good I really enjoyed okay. that it's sort of like a spreadsheet game, but it does give a good feel for um, sort of how different things can affect a, system, a governmental system. The greatest pixel art game I've ever played, mm-hmm. and, and it's probably top five of the greatest games I've ever played, was uh, Terraria. Oh, yeah, I have that, I think. Do you really? Have you, can you, have you played it at all a little bit or no? No, not really. Ah, oh, we have to play that on 
We have me and you have to play that a little bit, dude. Okay. That is, we had. Oh man, I'll start a new character with you, and you start a new character. We'll start a new world, and we try to beat the. Um, well, I don't even know what the final mission is now, but like that'll be the, the goal of the series. Okay. Beat okay. Area. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have a goal. That'll be awesome. Look forward to that, <laughs> ladies and great. gentlemen. It is yeah. happening. <laughs> it is. That's going to be great. Hmm. Oh, I, uh, so, you know, like, I haven't been able to do a whole lot because of my shoulder, uh, this week. So, I, on my 60 inch television, I was playing Sega Genesis games <laughs> this week because I, I could hold the controller, you know, even in, even in like the sling, I could hold the controller. So, uh, I was playing Road Rash 2. Road Rash! I forgot about that game. That's still awesome. Bring that game back. We need a new version of Road Rash. That was such an awesome game. Chain, so the basic, like whipping the guy beside you. <laughs> right. So the basic principle of that game is you're racing, um, uh, what do they call that style? Superbike. Yeah, you're racing superbikes, but um, you're racing across across the country. Cross country racing. Yeah. No. The uh, cannonball run style. Okay. So it's illegal um, racing from point A to point B, not in a circle, but you're trying to get from city one to city two. And it's you and a bunch of other street bikes and choppers. And is there dirt bikes in it? Not in two. I don't know about the later ones. Right, right. So there's just these different types of motorcycles, and you're all hauling ass, and then there's traffic. So you're having to drive around cars. And when you get close enough to each other, you can either push the punch or the kick button and the direction the guy is. And if he happens to have a weapon and he hits you at the same time that you hit him, you can grab his weapon from him. So you can get like chains and clubs and shit and you're beating the fuck out of people off their bikes and they fall off. And that game is a blast. And you get, oh, right. If you win races, you collect money and buy faster bikes bikes, and buy weapons. And yeah. Hell yeah. What's funny is that game has like no preamble. It's just like you hit the button and it takes you to the start race. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stark Race, Bike Shop, something else. That's it. Just- yeah, I enjoyed the old s- version of uh, game design. The real clean, real sharp, real... Well, they had such limited space. Yeah, they didn't have to put in a lot of um, fluff. They just made great games and you played them and you enjoyed them. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of went on a rampage. I got... I There's another acqu- great game. Rampage. I acquired... Um, 700 SNES games, like 500 NES games, and several hundred N64 games. What emulator are you using to run on? Uh, different ones. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe you could put that N64 file in something that would yeah. allow me to have access to it. Yeah, I could do that. And uh, if you have the emulator already downloaded and you can just send that file to me, I need that. Okay. Well, I, okay, yeah, because... Or- or just I tried. It. I did. I did. The people that own the Project N64, which is the one you want to use, mm-hmm. you know, the one that can run the most games, it's gone behind like adware stuff. Oh, you just got to find the right download for it. But yeah, I can get it. I can get oh, it to you. Well, well hook, a, hook a brother up. <laughs> What's nice is Cody, the, the media center thing I, can, I use, mm-hmm. it's got a program that you can install. It's a third party program that will. You link it to the, you link it to the emulator, and then it'll scan like the database you tell it for the games. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you can just do it from inside the media center, you know, open it up. And it's cool because it'll download like all the arcs and the description of the game and everything. And you just click on it and it launches your emulator. And so you can just start playing. And when you close it, it brings it, it brings the, uh, the media center back up. Slick. Yeah. So it's, it's been one of my projects is getting that up and running. Slick. Hmm. I mean, we didn't even talk about console games. I mean, there's. I mean, I mean, you got to recommend 1080, the great destroyer of controllers. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Trying to pull a 1080 on 1080 was, and then the the one that came after it because of that snowboard game, you got SSX or whatever it was uh, called, I SSX. which was the more like extreme version of Tricks, and mm-hmm. that was a great game too. That was a great game. Have, yeah. have you watched snowboarding recently, like on TV? Mm-mm. Dude, like some of the stuff they're doing, like even the video games are like, no, that's too extreme. That's too much. Like Devil McTwist 1440s and shit. <laughs> they're doing crazy. I always loved Amp. Like it was sort of a stupid game, but like Amp for the Xbox, love that Amped. thing. Yeah, it was a Amped. snowboarding game. Oh, uh, I didn't play that oh, one. Oh, it's so good. If you can find a copy of it, pick it up. It's it's good, so huh? much fun. It's 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 a silly one, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just doing tricks and you know. Yeah, like, that's my favorite. Where they launches you off the half the mountain and you get like thirty seconds to do a trick. Yeah, and yeah. you get to just keep modifying it and flipping and <laughs> and you got to the last second you try to land it and when you do succeed, it's the greatest feeling. Yeah. And uh-huh. like, and, and there was, like, especially after Tony Hawk, there was a rash of, like, every extreme sport got a game. Like, there was, like, the Dave Mira game, which is actually... The bike a, game. Yeah, which is a ton of fun. Great but, game. That was a blast. Absolutely. Um, The skate genre, like, or not genre, but skate, skate. series. Mm-hmm. So you had Skate, Skate 2, and Skate 3. Those were really great skate, like, almost like skateboard simulation games. Yeah. Because they were real, real life. You know, you could only ollie maybe three or four feet in the game, maybe five at the most. And there's people who can do that in real life. So it wasn't too unbelievable. So that was fun. I do wish they would bring back a Tony Hawk like game, though, where it's you press X to go faster. You just hold it down and you go, you know, max speed. You don't have to try to time the, the A button. You just hold X to go max speed. And then when you do when you jump like square is kickflip and holding a different direction modifies the kickflip mm-hmm. you know just that real simple basic version of skate games or bring back thrasher oh yeah which you you held the buttons down in a certain way and your guy loaded up the trick and then you would do it I'd love that game too oh that game was so fun mm-hmm. that was a great game it had the best soundtrack it did have a great soundtrack had the best soundtrack all old school rap you hit Mm-hmm. I can't do too much of that or I'll get sued. <laughs> we won't get sued. We'll just get taken off of YouTube. Okay, so the great debate. SNES or Genesis? I'm a Nintendo boy. Mm. You're, you're Genesis, aren't you? I love the Genesis. Super NES is where it's at, man. That might be the greatest gaming system ever made. Unless you wanted to argue with me that the N64 was better. I would argue the N64. I love the N64. Um, probably yeah, my favorite console. Yeah, I won't. I love the N64. But I yeah, never played we were talking the about SNES you get... a lot. That's the problem. Because like, all my friends had Genesis. 
Well, it's weird you lived in that circle. All my friends had Super NES. I only I know, had one friend with the Genesis, and they were the weird people. <laughs> uh, I have a book that I have an audiobook you probably like. It's called uh, Console Wars, and it's it's written by the guy who wrote the book that Moneyball and Social Network were based off of the movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's written in sort of that dramatic style, I guess, but it's all about the president of Sega North America during the console wars between Sega and Nintendo with the Genesis. That's really good. Okay. Did you know that the original PlayStation was going to be um, a joint venture between Sony and Nintendo? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And they released it. They, they announced it. And then like two weeks later, they announced the cancellation of the project. Right. And then like, and then, like, a month later, Sony, yeah, and uh, Nintendo said that they were doing their own projects, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a mistake. Which was a mistake. Was, you want to talk about a company that's fallen in hard times? That's actually both of them, Sony and Nintendo. Because Sony just sold their audio video. I think Nintendo's one of the most wealthy Japanese companies. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, they've been hemorrhaging money. The last couple of years. Yeah, but I think they have a lot to hemorrhage. They might have a lot to hemorrhage, but they're losing money like crazy. Like hundreds of million a quarter kind of losing money. Yeah, that may be true, but I think they have like enough to lose. I can't remember though. That's what I heard. <sighs> Let's see. That's not that important anyway. If they're making money or not, I'm just I hope they stay around. I love Nintendo. I just wish they'd bring a um, give us a real gaming console. You know, yeah. give us the N64 too. You know, or the <laughs> N, the N128. You know, like whatever it is, give us that. Because I miss Mario like platforming, like it's meant to be. Like I understand why they don't do it, and the reasons behind it, but honestly. If they really wanted to make just some serious money, just put your games on the like XBLA arcade. Like how quickly, if you could like twenty bucks to buy every Mario from one to sixty four, how quickly do you spend that twenty bucks? However long it takes me to push the the buttons. <laughs> exactly. Like or, literally, I would just or you know, okay. For, would you buy? Would you spend, a, let's say, a hundred dollars on this? Every Mario, every Zelda, every Metroid, from NES to N sixty four through N sixty four. Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't do take it. too long. It was like yeah, about five seconds of thinking. No, I was thinking whether I wanted the, if I wanted the um, the Metroids, or the Mega Man's. Oh, Mega Man. Oh, I love Mega Man. I was thinking if you threw the Mega Man, it was in too much. So I was trying to... <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I was thinking in my head, I was like, well, if we had Mega Man for sure, but if you throw the Mega Man, it's probably worth 120 or 150 because it's all the great, you know... So, one, yeah. one of my great gaming accomplishments is I've beaten Mega Man too. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, no, I, I haven't lo- done that. I loved Mega Man back in the day. First video game I ever beat was uh, Star Fox. Hmm. On Super NES. 
Well, oh, the really? one with the FX chip. Remember, it's just like flying polygons. Through the, yeah, it was triangles. And, and it was super. the coolest thing we had ever seen. And now I remember seeing Star Fox for the first time. I'm like, holy shit, these graphics are amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Super NES. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. That's a long time ago. I remember, I can't, like, there's, there's certain, like, video game memories. Like, I remember getting our first 486 processor. This is the first computer that I know what any of the components in it are that I have. Okay, do you remember Pentium? Do you remember mm-hmm. when Pentium just came out? The 486 yep. was the processor before the Pentium. Wow. Like, I remember going from 386 to 486 and just how much faster. And I remember how much faster some of our games ran when my dad installed the four extra megs of RAM. Four megs. Not gigs. Megs of RAM. Do you remember when y'all you finally had upgraded to you know we were playing Red Alert on it. So whatever system was playing Red Alert. It wasn't mm-hmm. the fast you know, it wasn't the fastest computers, but it could handle Red Alert and civilizations and it played those kind of games. Right. That you had games that we would try to play on it that the computer was too fast for because it had been they had been programmed to it, be a certain speed. You use a clock speed, yeah. That was and they couldn't big... run it because it would just be so fast. The game would be like, it would just crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Wing Commander. Wing Commander is famous for that. That was one of the big <laughs> games that like kept getting faster and faster until they had to like finally release a patch. It's back. That's back when they actually had to release full video games at release and couldn't release basically betas. Right. That's one thing I don't like about the current game industry. A lot of like the AAA games are so dodgy when they come out. Oh, yeah, release day patches. Yeah. The game comes out and you have to download a 16 gig file with the game Yeah, that they released. The What I am really, really hate about the gaming industry right now, and it's the Steam model that's like really making it a big deal, is the early access gaming. Mm. It's like, hey, pay the full $20 for this game, and then you get to play our alpha version that we're using to build stuff in the game, and you get to play some of these crappy levels, and then they might make a couple million dollars because the idea is so great, and then they never do anything with it. They never release it. Like Starbound is a perfect example. It's like the Kickstarter. Yeah, it's basically Kickstarter for games. Yeah, but it you can't hold them to anything. You can't hold anything on the Kickstarter either. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but there's a real big push in the gaming community, like on Reddit and stuff, to like not buy those early access games anymore. Because when it first came out, like a year and a half ago, everybody was thought it was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But it's turned out to not be great at all. I haven't done it, but the only one I would have done that for was Daisy. I still think that's an early access game. I still think if you buy Daisy, it would be technically like under early access. Yeah. Like I bought Starbound under early access. I bought Prison uh, Architect under early access. I've bought actually quite a few games. I just today, I got a Besieged or Besiege. Huh. Which is the. the engineering simulation game where you're building uh, like catapults and siege weapons and stuff from scratch. Like you have to come up with your own idea and to defeat the um, whatever the objective is. Like get through the wall and 30 archers to destroy a house or something or a castle. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. That's a great game. Yeah. I've been getting into it. But it's very early access. Like very early access. You only get like eight levels. 
but it's also only six bucks, and the game they gave you is very polished. Like you have an eight levels of really polished game, so it's worth the six bucks. Right. What I hate it, is when you it, pay it, thirty dollars yeah. for Prison Architect and you get half the game, then they never give. It wasn't worth the thirty dollars that they gave you, and then they never make it worth the thirty bucks. Right. That's the part that I get so fucking frustrated with. Yeah, but it was know. my choice to spend the money. Yeah, I don't know how it is now, but Daisy back when it was just a mod, mm-hmm. like I actually had to like buy Arma to Arma to three, play it. Arma two. The Arma original two. was on two. It was one of the few games that actually like freaked me out a little bit. I think me and you, if you wanted to get on Twitch and do the Daisy together, that's the only reason. That's the only way I would play. I don't want to play by myself. But if you, me and you wanted to, if you and I yeah, wanted, yeah, but to, you have to buy the game now, and I don't mind. Yeah, I don't know if I just want. I don't know if I want to spend the money on it. Or if we could do that and be one and do one of the high population like RPG servers where you can like eventually own a base that's safe and have you know, hmm. those would be fun. Yeah, but like, if you already own Terraria, though, we're gonna start there. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Another great game, old game, if you can find it, is Machiavelli. It's 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 like a trading root game, like like it's obviously you know fifteen hundred, you know, Florence or right, Rome France. or wherever, mm-hmm. Italy, Italy, and you build all these trading routes, and you know there's like there's the Senate, and then there's the church, and you can like assassinate cardinals and like buy off cardinals and make yourself fun. the Pope. <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, old school, right? Oh, real old school. Yeah, sounds cool. Hey, do you want to? How long do you want to go tonight? Uh, you know, I mean, we've God, we're working on two hours already. Yeah, I feel like we've already done a pretty good one. Yeah, it's like we either you either want to cut it off soon, or you want to let me go take a 10, yeah. 15 minute break. Let's let's uh, let's start wrapping her up. Okay. Because I I probably should go to sleep and. All right then. Well, let's okay. just, okay, you can edit that part out, I guess. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Hmm. To kind of get off the gaming subject a little bit, I guess okay. something else that's kind of a fun question. All right. I love this question, actually. Um, I'll link it to you. I found it off of Reddit. All right. Uh, you can choose one thing to be the best at. You're the best that ever was or that ever will be, Okay. Well, I don't know about ever was or will be because it won't affect the past. But the way it works is you don't get any better at it. Just everybody else on the planet is now worse than you. (laughs) What do you think would be fun? Or what do you think would, what would, what would you want to be the best at while everybody else was, you you see see what I'm saying? So I don't get any better. It's just that everyone else gets worse. This is exactly how it's worded. Yeah, this is exactly how... You can choose one thing to be the best at. Your title as the best will never be broken. However, you're only as skilled as you are now. Everyone else just gets worse. Man. Uh, See, I'm trying to think of something that wouldn't ruin the world. (laughs) 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 Because I definitely don't want to be the best doctor there ever was (laughs) at my current skill level. Or even programmer, right? Or even like, programmer, no. Yeah, the world's over if that happens. Uh, uh. Some answers that I thought were fun. Some standout. Murder. 
I am not very good at murder. <laughs> so everybody else would get pretty shitty at murder. Um, <clears throat> playing poker. Yeah. I'd like to be the best player poker player ever, but everybody else just gets worse than I am. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> but I think the best one, I think mm. the best one would be public speaking. Because listening to everybody on the news or the president <laughs> or anybody like that be as awkward and nervous and as shitty at public speaking as I am, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Another one that would actually be, be beneficial that wouldn't ruin the planet mm -hmm. is you're just the best at writing resumes. The best at writing resumes. <laughs> yeah, I can see that one. That would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like everything, like I think of, would just ruin the universe, <laughs> which is wouldn't be fun, you know. Mm -hmm. mm. I can give you another question. Okay. Okay. This one, I'll take that one, and you can have this one. What would you not do for a hundred thousand, but you would do for a million? Oh man, that's a million is quite a bit. Tax free. I mean, even it's in your bank account. You wake up and no one even asks where it came from. Okay. Um, you don't even have to bother putting it in the account. It's already in there. Hmm. Or it's cold hard cash under your mattress if that's what you. Right. Like. Okay. Uh, for a million dollars. And you get to define the terms. You know, nobody knows, or everybody knows, or. I mean, I would, I would create corporate espionage for a million dollars. But you wouldn't do it for a hundred? No, hundred grand's a lot. You wouldn't you would give up some it. trade. It's not it, worth. The, you're going to jail for like <laughs> ten years if you get caught. No shit. Or more, depending on what it is. Oh yeah. Fuck oh yeah, that. corporate espionage is a big deal. So I work for right. So I work for Mitsubishi, mm -hmm. and then go work for Chevrolet. At, while I'm working for Mitsubishi, get high up in the engineering department, and steal one of the secrets, and give it back to Mitsubishi. Like, hey, this is what they're working on. Like that kind of espionage. Yeah, like Big funneling trouble, huh? trade secrets. Um, kind of like stock trading stuff, huh? Well, yeah, Instead but of more of, of a like. You know, I'm working for, say, like, I'm working for Pfizer, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a competing pharmaceutical company. They managed to get me a job in their lab, and I start funneling new secrets that stuff they're, they're working on back to Pfizer. That right, kind I of get stuff. It. I would do that. I get it. Um. If no one got hurt, I commit arson. Okay. You know, Assuming the responsibility is that if you got caught, that's the reason it's worth the value? Because yeah. if you just let me burn a building down, I'll do it right now for free. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to pay I, me. I'd do I'll it for burn. a million, but I wouldn't do it for a hundred. Right, with the risk involved, is what you're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Mine was suck a dick. You know, like, if somebody I didn't know. You'd... Do it for a million, but not a hundred thousand. Well, my actual my actual limit was sleep with somebody. 
like sleep with a guy, like some guy off the street, not off the street, but like some millionaire is like, hey man, how much to sleep with you? A hundred grand? And I'm like, no. And he'd have to go all the way to a million before I'd be like, okay. And that's the whole nine yards. He gets to do everything he wants to do, you know. And that's for, you know, a stranger, somebody I didn't know. Uh, yeah. A million bucks. I don't know if I'd do that for a million. Yes, you would. I probably would. You're not going to get any diseases and nobody knows. <laughs> Just some millionaire, like, you spend, a, you know, an afternoon and, yeah, it'd be okay. <laughs> it'd be okay. Uh, I th- let's see, for a million dollars. I'd kick a puppy for a million dollars. You're a horrible bastard. <laughs> not what for a hundred thousand. Okay, that's a pretty good line. Yeah, yeah. okay. No, I, I, mean, I would. I'd drop kick a cat for about 50 grand. 50 bucks. <laughs> I might even pay you to do it. <laughs> Pull. <laughs> That's an old family joke from Jacob's family. They're not actually bad with cats. I think they even own one now. Uh, we They did for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but he died. But it was, a, it was a classic joke. It's the best thing to do with a cat. Pull. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> And it would work out between the two of them. The dad would do the joke and the son would do the whole motion. (laughs) It was funny. (laughs) All in good fun, though. All in good fun, yes. We love animals. What's the worst thing you could put in a piano? Pinata. Syringes. Syringes? Well, you're hitting it with a bat. You would, you know, it might be all right. You might just knock one into somebody. (laughs) But that's the worst, right? It's like broccoli? I don't know. Hornets come to mind. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody dies, you know, or not dies, but wishes they were dead. Nothing. If you didn't put anything in a pinata, that would be horrible. That would be, especially for like a kid's thing. Another pinata. Or glitter. Glitter would be hilarious. Especially if you're inside. Did you know you can did you know you can mill your enemies glitter? No, I did not. It's an actual Mhm. Yep, here let me find it. Yep, I will find you the link. It's a website. Some guy made it up just out of fun. Put it on Reddit and they broke the servers for like 2 days ordering stuff <laughs> and they started a new career off of it. Yeah. So all you simply do is it sends this spring-loaded envelope package thing. So when you open it, it goes poof, right? And it shoots it everywhere. And then it has this really horrible generic letter about how much of a horrible human being you must be to have an enemy that would send you this. And good luck cleaning it up, fucker. Every time you find glitter, you're going to remember this moment. And it's hilarious, yeah. It has a finger, the middle finger and stuff. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, ship, shipyourenemiesglitter.com. <laughs> that's a thing and that is a thing well it is getting pretty late here so yep. any parting words for the great people at home uh, no 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 we just talked for an hour and a half if you didn't get enough <laughs> wait till next week <laughs> all right good night everyone have fun good night enjoy, enjoy your night yep <laughs>